Welcome to the Humble Pie Podcast. This is the podcast that is life admin for your soul. My name is Teresa. And I'm Mush. And we are your hosts. Hi everyone and welcome to episode four of the Humble Pie Podcast. I feel like we've been away for ages. Um, We skipped a week. Unfortunately, I got a stomach bug, so I wasn't very well, but Mm. thank God I'm well now and we can record. It's another burst of excitement and uh, we love bringing this to you. We love this conversation that we have. So continue to join us. Um, You can reach us on our socials and Instagram Mm -hmm. at podcast.humble.py. And also Twitter. Don't worry, the Twitter will be up soon. <laughs> so follow <laughs> for updates and say that. But you can also email us at podcast.humble.pi at gmail.com and send in your testimonies, any feedback you have, any conversations that you want to have about the verses we've chosen, maybe some verses that you feel like would have been better for us to discuss or some mm. verses you would like for us to discuss. So... Any that, that, yeah, you choose or you think is relevant. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. So let's get into it. So this week, the topic is, I am influential. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, as you know, if this is the first time listening to our podcast, then um, kind of how it works is that we sh- we discuss something different every week about yes. who God says we are. Yes. Um, and we've done I am bold, I am beautiful, I am love. I'm loved. So um this week it is I am influential. And if you're a regular listener, well thank you. Thanks for sticking around thank thus you so far. Much. And please like let us know what you think. What do each of these things mean to you? Um so First of all, we always share a verse mm-hmm. that we think is relevant to this topic, and we never know what the other one's going to choose. I'm waiting for that snap moment. <laughs> I want us when to choose the cho- same yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay, so this week I will go first, and um, my verse is this is James. No. No. Did you choose a different one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So this is James chapter 2 verses 14 and I'm going to take it to um, to 14 to 19. I'm reading from the NIV version, but read whatever, whichever you guys prefer. So here it is. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. (laughs) You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled 
was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous for what they do and not by faith alone. Amen. So, sorry, I actually carried on reading up to um, verse 24, but uh, yeah, I didn't feel like it was natural to stop at 19. Mm. Yeah, so I just really felt when thinking about influence and what it means, I feel like uh, in our generation, there's a lot of influence by being seen, mm-hmm. influence by being known like influence is, is like a substitute for popularity yes and it's not it's not even popularity based on like relationship or connection it's just popularity based on being seen, being seen. Yes. exactly and uh i was trying to think you know i was praying about it and thinking actually god what what does having influence on other people mean to god mm. Um, to be known there's that verse that says you know okay so you believe there's one God even the demons believe that mm. to, to know something doesn't necessarily mean to influence it it's actually what you do that's important mm-hmm. um, and so sometimes being seen is great but if you do something with that that's when it actually influences powerful yes. to be seen for the sake of being seen I think is, is kind of like a trap like a distraction yeah. that isn't that isn't um, godly or righteous. So, uh, yeah, I think we are influential in God because of what he does through us, how he moves in our lives, what people see us doing, Mm -hmm. seeing the connections we build, Mm -hmm. not just, um, you know, the conversations we have. It's not just about, you know, and nowadays it's so much. So when you say influence, it's literally like measurable. How many thousands of followers? How many hits on your blog? How many? You know, it's become this measurable um, thing. But I don't actually think that that's where its value is. Some kind of hierarchy. It's like yeah. the word influential is like saying and in a sentence. It's everywhere now and. Mm. If you don't fit into that certain type of box, you may not necessarily be called an influencer. But like the word is saying, what are you called to do? So you let's let's put it in these terms. You have these followers or you have this money or you have this influence. Mm-hmm. What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. So deeds and works, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You don't take one side and then just ignore the other yeah and i think obviously this this culture is very um self-serving sometimes but obviously in god's word he has called us to serve others Mm. it's always serve others and be selfless so if you have this platform how are you serving people with it Mm. or how are you bringing people up are you tearing people down? Mm. Yes. And I think even the size of the platform isn't that important. I think it's about what you do with whatever you have. So if your influence just means, you know, say you're a family, you have children, your influences with those children, influences on your spouse, that is still as powerful as having 20,000 followers on Instagram or 2 million or 20 million. You know, it's, I think the size of, the size of people you can influence has no relation to the value of what you can influence them. You know, even if it's just in your workplace, there's a few people and you have the ability to 
to lift them, encourage them, like expose them to God's character, expose them to righteousness. That is as valuable. I'd say even more valuable than someone who has 20 million followers on any social media platform but does nothing mm. kind of godly with it mm. because you know but what do you think do you think people are obliged to do something with the the reach that they have I think if you are uh, I think if you're a Christian mm-hmm. I would say so mm-hmm. I would say that um, just because I naturally think of God puts you in that position of having having influence in, in whatever way then I think you would I guess it's just like worship to him to reflect that back yeah, and that doesn't have to look like you know preaching adamantly or it doesn't it doesn't have to look like anything we expect but I think if you have a relationship with God it'll naturally flow what he mm. wants to share through you through your mm. character through mm. your through your art whatever it is that you're sharing mm-hmm. I think that the, I, I do think there is some responsibility there, or at least to not glorify things that are not godly as well. I love this because this is interesting. Um, on Tuesdays at, at lunchtime at work, there's a church around called uh, St. Helens, so I go there every Tuesday. And today they were actually talking about um, introducing people to the word, having one on ones and sitting down with them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we don't have all the answers, but the word is there and going through it together. And he was also like some, he had to overcome a time where he felt like he was selecting who he could share the gospel with. Mm -hmm. So he'd be like, oh, this person probably won't be receptive, so I just won't mention it. it. And oh, (laughs) this person is quite nice, they're open-minded. So if I mention it, they might be receptive to it. And sometimes it happened the opposite, that the person you thought would listen and mm. try and understand would be like no, no not, get no. it away from me and it, to be honest even with this podcast when uh, the first episode came out to share it with like contacts I have on whatsapp I was like eh, should I send it to <laughs> this person <laughs> but then I thought to myself and I was like really um we have one chance we don't have one chance but we have several chances but the gospel is there we're called Mm. to um spread it so if you give that person one person the opportunity it's really up to them and god transforming them Mm. from within to listen to the word and let it change them and radically change their lives forever Mm. but yeah that's what we're called to do i just wanted to pick up on verse uh 22 is it verse 22 sorry no verse 21 it was abraham our father justified by works when he offered isaac his son on the altar so that's something that has transcended time as well because abraham had faith we know that he was a man of faith and then he was ready to put it into action as well Mm. when god asked him to sacrifice his son he was ready to do that Mm. and that has influenced the way us christians walk we try to be like abraham Mm. because we saw how close he was to god and the abundant blessings he had because he put his faith into action Mm. every single time so it's just a call to be encouraged that to put your faith into action mm. and use your influence for the greater good. Yeah, and I guess like obedience, 
like can propel your influence yeah. you know like when one when abraham was obedient in being willing to sacrifice isaac that's when afterwards you know all those promises about mm. you'll have more sons mm-hmm. than sons of the earth or whatever mm-hmm. you know and even now like you know abraham is like one of the like yes. huge characters of the bible yes um but you know to be willing to sacrifice your son that's a big ask after waiting for so long to have, yeah exactly <laughs> i mean so i think yeah the lesson there is obedience can really propel your influence but if whatever influence you have i think like with all things it has to be you have to submit it to god mm. you know because it's god that gives us our families it's god that gives us our talent mm-hmm. it's god that gives us our careers mm-hmm. so you know whatever influence he wants us to have in those situations you have to kind of seek him for it because it came from him mm-hmm. you know it's wonderful so my verse that is not the same as yours <laughs> um today i'm reading matthew 5 verses 13 to 16 mm. and i am reading the new king james version um So it says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Is it then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men? You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. So God's word is saying, as a believer, you are the salt of the earth and you have to let your light shine. Mm. In verse 16, let your light shine so before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So like you were saying, God gives you talent, he gives you a career, he gives you ideas, everything Mm. you have. So you have to not sit on it like a lamp underneath a table but let it shine like Mm. a light on the hill for everybody Mm. to see so um let's go into science today not dictionary (laughs) definition (laughs) but okay so uh salt is a preservative Mm -hmm. so we are called to preserve the word of god and keep it from rot evil doing and um, eradicate the darkness. Mm. So light eradicates light, the darkness yeah. in the room. It's simple, simple science. Mm. <laughs> so Yeah, I love that analogy because it's so like universal and so timeless, right? So like salt, and I love this that verse that says, if a salt loses its saltiness, what use is it? Like if you're not, if you're not- Passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're not bringing that, um, I want to say flavor. I'm not sure that's the right word. <laughs> it actually is because okay. it's salt. <laughs> exactly, the salt. <laughs> not bringing that like, and and I think that's a testament to if you're not bringing, if you're not bringing something good, if you're not letting the good things that are inside of you because of your relationship with Christ influence a the situation, then what use is it? Mm-hmm. You know. So if you are in a work situation and you have the ability to maybe you know change the dynamic. And, and because of your um, relationship with God or your knowledge of the word or sharing that with your colleagues if you don't then 
why why what why are, are you, you called there? to do yeah why yeah. why are you hiding your light yeah, be, be the salt be the maggie be the yeah. all-purpose seasoning <laughs> i don't know be turmeric the Saffron. Oh, I don't even think saffron even tastes like anything. But be the chili flakes. Be it all. Yeah, come come with all the spice. (laughs) I think. Um, I also love that you know a tiny in a dark room. You don't need the brightest light to change the whole room. You just need a little candle. If you hold the little candle up, it's like the darkness really just runs from the light. Like it can't overcome it. But also, I want to say when when I was asking you earlier some people might feel like this is a bit of a big task and me lonely me how can i do this but we're also called to serve our community around Mm. us so if you can be the change in your community most things started off as grassroots and Mm. it grew to wherever size it needed to be but everybody doesn't have to be that person that influences the whole world and changes it it might even happen 200 years after you did whatever you did because god's timing is the perfect timing yeah and also the candle in the room as well it might not light the whole room but the area in which you're standing is lighting Mm. that part up so you are working and maybe a candle it graduates to i don't know like a little fire in Mm. the middle of the room graduate into a light on the ceiling which fills the whole Mm. place it's so true and i always think that people who really change the world who really influence the situation rarely were thinking i want to go and influence the whole world Mm, mm. they were just thinking i see something Mm. that isn't right and i want to fix this Mm -hmm. so like i don't think nelson mandela for example was like i want to be the president he was just he was a lawyer and he was like this is not lawful like this isn't okay this is deeply unjust Mm -hmm. so then obviously god took him along you know very kind of crazy amazing how many years was he in prison 27 years or something like that do you think he he if he knew it would be like that in the beginning do you think he would be ready for that call no i think sometimes god that's why god doesn't tell you what's coming because he knows you could make it through but you don't that's a whole different conversation yeah that's a whole other episode (laughs) (laughs) but i think um uh yeah coming back to you're right like whatever little light like i was actually thinking today i made a bowl of soup Mm -hmm. and then i added some salt and i was thinking like this soup is really delicious but without the salt it would be horrible Mm -hmm. and it's like i've made this whole soup like with vegetables and carrots and sweet potatoes really nice but the thing that makes it like really good is like Mm -hmm. two grams of salt Mm -hmm. compared to everything else Mm -hmm. the salt is really what brings the whole thing together and i think it's a testament to the tiniest bit of like light and faith and like righteousness can change a whole situation you know the bible says the faith of a mustard seed is all you need like just one drop Mm -hmm. one drop of like allowing god to influence a situation through you can Mm -hmm. change anything Mm -hmm. and i think that that doesn't have to be on like the grand scale of okay you know, all these thousands of followers or all this all these people watching you or interested in you. I think it applies to the influence in your family, mm-hmm. your influence in your friendship circle, your community, your church. Like you say, I think you know, I feel like if 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 as a kind of global family of Christ, mm-hmm. if all of us is being salt and light in these little situations and we literally lit up the world dish will be tasty Mm, exactly tasty (laughs) so i think um 
yeah I don't think it's about how big the influence is I think it's just about letting God move you because you know Nelson Mandela if we use that example he would have been sitting in jail after 25 years he probably thought it's a wrap yeah what am I going to influence yeah. yeah you know yeah I Lord knows I'd have lost my mind if mm. I was in that situation but obviously God had bigger and better plans for him mm-hmm. um but he just thought, and he built that he had a friendship with his pri- his prison guard. You know, he influenced what he could at the time in that situation, and God propelled that into like, okay, such an amazing story. Mm. Um, I think that that's what God can do for all of us. So we've come to the life admin section of today's podcast, and today in life admin, um, I was kind of keeping along the theme of influence. And thinking about, you know, the influence we have with other people. I'm going to kind of flip it, flip it onto the other side of what we were talking about earlier um, and talk specifically about like online influence and online social media and your presence online. Mm -hmm. And over the last two weeks, I've actually completed two Netflix series called You and... Dirty John. Okay. Have you, have you heard I've of heard them? of Dirty John and I haven't watched both, sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't, oh sorry, oh sorry, just, just hit Teresa. Um, <laughs> don't watch them back to back because it really will mess with your head because I did. But basically, the premise of the story is, I'll try not to give any spoilers, okay. All right. is um, that a woman in both situations starts a relationship with a man who she doesn't know very well and he turns out to be a lot a lot worse than she was expecting Mm -hmm. uh and it really escalates to to levels you don't anticipate but also the way they show it is like huh i could see how that could happen huh i could see how that oh red flags red flags yeah very realistic and something that i was particularly struck by particularly uh, across both of them it's a theme but particularly in the you series was um, how he could find so much information about the woman through social media, mm. how he was able to like, completely deceive, manipulate her, her friends, her family, um, know where she was, what she was doing, kind of hack into different aspects of her life because she left herself exposed through social media. Um, and then later in the news, I also heard... Um, so, so that was all going on Netflix and I was like, oh, wow, I should really think very hard about my digital presence mm. and how much information I'm giving away that to the public, yeah. you know? So there's some bits maybe at your unrestricted profile, people have to be your friend or they have to mm. opt in and you have to allow them to see your content. Mm. But there are some things where, particularly as I'm like a musician mm. that is kind of public domain. Um, and then off the back of that, I heard of how there's, um, this is a bit of a trigger warning, so trigger warning for anybody but there is a, a ring of pedophiles that were leaving comments under people's videos of like their children to show like where in the video there was an image of a naked child so somebody might upload something of like oh look at my child playing with the bubbles in the bubble bath you know how like people upload so many mm. kiddie videos mm. like kiddie in a nappy child swimming you know and there are these people that are like obviously very sick and very dangerous people that are going on on sites like YouTube or whatever and you know kind of cherry picking content in a very like disturbing way Mm. and I was just thinking a lot about this and I was thinking I think a really big part of life admin should be 
to be consciously aware of how much of yourself you're giving away yeah and to really think it through um i think like i'm a fan of social media i think it's a nice way to express yourself mm -hmm. to share things i really appreciate watching natural hair videos and cooking videos and travel vlogs like all that stuff is really great but i think we have to be aware that um what you put out how much you share of yourself can one be used against you and two be used in ways you can't anticipate that you might not be comfortable with yeah so i think just think it through i know for me personally um like i went back and took down loads of pictures of, of things because i was like i'm actually not that comfortable with a stranger seeing that and sometimes mm -hmm. i get like in my dms just like strange men from the other side of the world who may have seen a picture of my instagram and think something mm -hmm. and i and i just suddenly watching these two shows mm -hmm. and then that that story coming out in the news i was like this is a thing we should really be conscious about um i think there's one thing to kind of tailor your image and tailor how you look and you know photoshop yourself into oblivion whatever <laughs> but i think sometimes really innocently people will share images yeah. of themselves or their family or their children or share where they live like here's my road this is the number yeah. share where they work share where you know what car they drive i think in the wrong hands all of that information can be really used against you so yeah. just be aware be conscious we, we've seen recently that these data protection laws don't really protect us mm. things we use the most basic things are being tracked and mm. looking at our spending or looking at where we go mm. what we buy everything like that so even not putting any information out there there's so much more they have on mm. you and then now on top of putting your information out there i say it's like trial by fire now it's trial by internet mm. one little slip and that's it is destruction mm. they just come for you so many people have been cancelled so many people have been dragged as well sometimes it is warranted because posting something utterly ridiculous ridiculous statements mm. or pictures and stuff like that but yeah i agree with you totally mm. being conscious even using credit cards and debit cards mm. and stuff they ask for so much and it's like we've, we've become so used to giving away so much of ourselves yeah and like you know i find it really fascinating that like instagram for example their whole business model is based on selling other people's stuff like we'll upload our pictures um so that other people can see it and then instagram sells ads off the back of stuff they didn't even create like we get the app for free but really they're the ones using us yeah, like we're not really using them and then like you say you you know you type your your banking information mm -hmm. your medical information mm -hmm. i mean to to a certain degree i think some things are in modern life you can't avoid yeah unfortunately but I, but I think the things you can like be conscious of it whatever decision you make if you decide i want to put every thought every waking moment on twitter fine but be aware that you're doing that and do it on purpose mm. whereas if you decide actually um i'm not going to put my children up but i won't judge other people who do whatever whatever you decide just make it on purpose mm. and like pray about it because particularly watching these shows i was so struck by how easily someone was like okay um this is her phone number 
find her Instagram, find her Twitter, find videos of her on YouTube, could create a fake ID based on pictures, then could like get into her bank account, like could just do so many things. Mm. And then it's like, that could be happening. Somebody on the other side of the world could like, decide they want to recreate me they could find a picture they could mm. create an id they could mm. open bank accounts they could start businesses all in my name off of information that i've kind of sparsely put out on the internet over the years yeah so i think just you know do some personal seo be diligent mm. due diligence yeah exactly so yeah that's life admin for this week very important life admin mm. yeah very important Welcome to the In Other News section. So, I wanted us to talk about influence, Mm -hmm. but on a whole nother scale. Mm. So, this influence is influence from the pulpit. So, more specifically, prosperity preaching. Wow and where their influence reaches so um i like to broach the subject with my um family members even the young ones older family members Mm. more specifically but um younger ones as well um the way we do church is slightly different um i guess there's different types of uh churches of course and the way that they do things but Mm. Specifically, those churches that have a lot of influence are prosperity preaching. For prosperity preaching, I mean saying what God will do for you. So um, using the Bible verses to say, to, to pick out God's promises, but not necessarily what that person had to do or what they went through to unlock those Mm. blessings so like out of context out of context or it's very surface level so Mm. maybe it's kind of self-helpy and it's not supposed to be like that Mm. because it doesn't really touch on submission Mm. it's more of you were born to inherit this from god Oh, okay, so nothing I mean. about the kind of relationship. Yeah, can or you, salvation. You, oh, yeah, wow. Can you give me an example of like something you've heard or something you might have, someone has said? So, um, let's say, for example, I don't know, in, in westernised media at the moment, you would get these random stories that this mega pastor from such and such country who has such and such church has been arrested or is being investigated on mm. charges that he's hiding money somewhere mm. or he is manipulating people to drink petrol mm. or yeah pay tithes and then drink petrol or give your yeah you're so right did you hear about that guy who staged a resurrection I saw the... I didn't hear about it, Mush. I saw the resurrection. (laughs) I don't want to do this only because... It's not fair because resurrection power is there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Jesus resurrected his friend. Yeah. So 
it's not crazy for someone to be resurrected, but in this instance, not the oh my man. gosh, much he was he was dead inverted commas then he resurrected and then they filmed him eating food and his eyes were looking here then out oh, oh look how how can they not make a mockery and make memes <laughs> no, and i'm like not. but it's one of those things where it's like it's so wrong it's so manipulative because what that does i guess like you know the intention behind it it's not to entertain we're laughing because we find it funny yeah because we're not manipulated by it but there might be someone who who he would say to them you know give me a thousand us dollars and i'll pray and the same thing will happen to your dead son Mm. your dead daughter Mm. you know um and you know it's resurrection is like something only god can do it's his decisions in, in his hands and you know, it's something we can pray for and have faith for, but also equally can understand that it's all in God's timing, right? But to take that and manipulate it and create a spectacle of it, mm. it's just, I guess it, it, it doesn't sit well with my spirit. I, I feel like, you know, when Jesus, you know, would say to the Pharisees, like, you viper or you vicious, mm-hmm. you know, snake or whatever, you, you know, if you look at what Jesus said to the Pharisees, like, he did not mince his words. Mm. He really went in. Mm-hmm. I feel like, if Jesus walked into that church, he'd also be like, why do you want to deceive my people is, like these this? These people have the hugest platform. Mm. Every Sunday, there's 3,000 people in mm. there. They're there hanging on to every, every single word. word. Mm. And these people have made church about money. Mm. I wouldn't even say the gospel because I don't, believe and i don't see that they're preaching salvation Mm. fundamentally the word of god the foundation Mm. is salvation that we were not worthy but because jesus died we are righteous with him Mm. that's what needs to come from the pulpit I wonder if I could ask people in that congregation if they understand it or read the Bible for themselves. Because mm. if they did read the Bible for themselves, would they understand that nothing that that person says from the pulpit is in there mm. or I is in that same context? Yeah, exactly. I guess it's also like the thing that's so dangerous about people who abuse their influence with God's word is that they mix the truth with lies. Mm. They, you know, it's so it all subtle in together, as well. Very subtle. And, and it's about, you know, make sure you come to church, make sure you give your money, give your time, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you listen to what I'm telling you, make sure you, and it becomes this kind of manipulative, abusive relationship where maybe in the congregation, it's more about listening to the preacher than actually listening to the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's where, you know, I'm trying to That's be like it, this. This conversation has to be very respectful because there is no way that we're going to throw our faith and our beliefs under the bus and make it seem like what we believe is fairy tales and it's not mm. true and it's mm. just a feeling and stuff like that. No, nope. 
it's so much more than that mm. but because of these surface level people that have bigger platforms than maybe some people that are really preaching mm. and opening up the word of god those things get minced and mixed mm. up and put together where they're two totally different be. things and i'm so over it yeah I'm i think so it's, over it i think it's like I think it's so dangerous. And I mean, Jesus warned about it, didn't he? Say, yeah. like, beware, beware. False prophets. And that's why he said, I'm sending you my spirit personally. So you individually have your own relationship with me that when these other people come, you can test. You know, the Bible does say, test it with the spirit, test yeah. it against the word. Mm-hmm. Um, Pray for discernment yeah. as well. And I think, you know, I really do feel for the people in these congregations. I think the preachers themselves are aware of what they're doing. Totally. You know, they're, they're busy building their mansions, buying their big cars. Building universities. Send, you know, they're, 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 they're sitting pretty looking at their bank accounts. But I feel like the people in their congregations might earnestly be seeking God. Yeah, but... But have been led astray. Mm, mm. And I think it's... Um, you, know, I've, you know, I thank God I didn't grow up kind of going to churches like that. But I have, through connections I've made encountered families where they have sacrificed everything mm-hmm. given everything to to a man on a pulpit as opposed to sacrificing giving those things to god yes. and i think that you know it's it's a subtle but important difference yeah. because if god says okay sacrifice everything your money your comfort you know, if God says that, okay, it's a big ask, it's difficult, but mm. if God does it, you know there's a reason and you know there's a blessing coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when when somebody does it, you know, I remember somebody used to talk about, she would say how she felt her family was under the spirit of poverty and the only way to get away from it was to keep giving money to this preacher and that he would come and pray for them, pray over their house and what have you. Mm. And I remember thinking, it's really interesting. That this preacher would know that you're struggling for money <laughs> and would be, be saying you've got to give it to him in order for god to somehow magically return it to you uh and don't get me wrong i think tithing is good i think we need to financially need to. support the we church 100 percent. Yeah. but i also think you know if you can't eat i don't know i don't know what other people think but i don't think god's gonna say watch your children starve while you give me the money I don't think that yeah. that's, that's yeah. in his plan. Yeah. I think he might say, don't buy the most expensive thing so you can still give some money to the church. But I don't think he's going to... You know, I've known of families where children have left the church because they were like, I had nothing because I watched my my parents and my aunties, uncles give everything we had to the church in the hope of some big blessing that hasn't come. And they're still there 40 years later believing that their their wealth is coming, their blessing is coming. See, that's that the deeds and work thing, and this is what we need to get away from. God says, you, you, not even God says, sorry, you have to give me this in order to get this back. Mm. That's not how it works mm. anymore. Mm. That was under the law, but Christ has come to change that. And it's like, that's why you constantly need to be in prayer, and you have to know God for yourself. Mm. You really do, because these preachers are living a truly individualistic Mm. lifestyle. Like, as long as I'm good, or some kind of something to aspire to, to be like, oh, my preacher, because he 
so-called dedicated his life to God. He's in this position. So I need to sacrifice it all to be in the same position mm. that he has or yeah. she has because it's he or she. But Yeah, I think it's it's so dangerous because it's also like mixed in with like the assumption that wealth equals blessing. Yeah. And that if you're rich you are blessed and holier and I just don't believe that how it works because one, I mean Jesus wasn't rich. He didn't walk the earth as a rich man and mm. he constantly talked about you know, it's harder for a rich man to enter the, yeah, enter the kingdom, kingdom of God. God yeah. And riches, greed and riches is the root of all evil. And it's God or money. You've got to pick one. And, you know, he he spoke in no uncertain terms about this. And it's it always really strikes me that so much of these prosperity gospels always are connected to wealth. And what that wealth means God thinks about you. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I've been in a situation where someone has said, oh, you're blessed because you have this or you have that. Like, God has chosen you for this. What did you do? And it's like, no, that that isn't how it works. You know, mm. there are people who, who have more than me that don't know God. Mm. There are people who have less than me that who know God more intimately mm. than I ever mm. will. Like, mm. it's not. Yeah, I think that's, that's, <clears throat> I feel like it's, again, just another distraction that the enemy uses like smoke and mirrors hmm. yeah, enemy is definitely using them sorry to say but mm, some of these things are not of god mm, no i agree i agree uh, i agree i wonder though what do you think like say you know somebody who's in this situation yeah and you know that they're kind of maybe being manipulated or, or in a situation where they've become susceptible to like kind of false preaching and prosperity mm. gospel what would you do? What would you say to them? I, I think I would sit down with them and understand what they understand of the Bible and the words in it mm. and what it means for them to be a Christian. Mm. So going on from that, you can ask them what doctrines that they've heard and you can go through the Bible together mm. because everything in the Bible is contextual. So... Yeah, I think that's what I would do. You mm. just have to listen to the person first. You can't make them feel like a fool or tell them mm. that they're stupid because everybody is susceptible to some yeah. type of influence, whether large or small. It depends on what you do mm. with that influence. So it's just having walking in compassion and love yeah. at first and just praying for that person and going through the word of god yeah 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 i'd agree i guess also i would also think you know i would always want to just double check with myself that i might be seeing something that looks deceptive to me but is i just i would want to just ask god are you in there mm, like is mm. this something i should talk to this person about or should i i leave it because it's hard it's hard to see people be deceived i've had close friends get sucked into some really horrible things had family members who now won't go near the church because they were so so manipulated Mm. by by false you know false gospels Mm. and things um it's it's heartbreaking but i guess it's just one of the things you have to put the armor of god on yes you really have to you know guard your heart guard your heart and really like 
give it to God, like check everything. Even your own instinct, just be like, God, really, is this you? If I'm feeling like this isn't from you, tell me if it really is or if it's not. Because we all have our own biases. There's some mm. things that are more convenient to believe than others. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's hard. I think if anybody listening to this is struggling, where they're wondering, okay, am I, in, am I in a situation where I'm being manipulated? Am I in a situation where the gospel is being um, twisted in terms of what I would need to do to get access to God? Or if you know somebody in your life like please let us know one so we can pray with you mm. or two so that we can like direct you to some scripture mm-hmm. or maybe like some resources that you can use just to to check for yourself yeah you know am i in the right place to grow in your and in, in my relationship with god yeah because i don't think it'd be fair of us to like bring all this up and then not not let you feed back to us yes look forward to hearing from you yeah so um we've come to the testimony section of today's podcast and um nobody has sent in any testimonies so please do like let us know what god is doing in your life like we we can see people are listening so we know you're there (laughs) but like just let us know so drop us a line whether it's on instagram or just um like in the comments section on soundcloud or gmail gmail just like get in touch with us um but for today for a testimony oh let me try i'll share something so i've been quite worried about my kind of career job situation for a while a few things were hanging in the balance Mm -hmm. and strangely the whole time i was praying about it because I was just like, Lord, I don't know what to do. I've tried. I've put in my effort. I've, I've kind of done as much as I know how to do. Um, and I really felt like God was like, don't worry. I've done it. It's already done. Like, do not stress about this. Um, and so the testimony is twofold. One, because I really felt like God gave me peace mm-hmm. and throughout the whole process. That mm-hmm. I, I wasn't as stressed as I should have been. And people were like, what do we do? And I was like not sure but i'll be fine <laughs> i'm not sure how i knew um but from god and then secondly um things got resolved and it's all kind of worked out really well i'm very happy with where i am and the situation i don't want to go into details but god really has come through Aye. and continues to open doors for me so just to say you know trust god take your problems to him he's got you amen and uh, just to summarize today, today has been I am influential. Mm-hmm. So shine your light, be like a city on the hill for all to see, mm-hmm. be that candle in the room, that little corner of the room, fill it up with mm-hmm. your light, be the salt, be, be the, the Maggie, flavor. be the black pepper, be the chili <laughs> flakes, be it all. So the positive confe- confession for this week is God has given me a purpose on this earth. To be like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. To be the iron that sharpens iron. A people of his own possession to proclaim the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. And the song recommendation. I know everyone Mm. knows this song. You have to know it because if you have an auntie, she knows it. So that (laughs) means in turn you know it. But this is Sinak. Sinak? Is that how you say Sinak? Sinak. Sinak. I think so. Yeah, she like, I know who I am. Mm. You're walking in power. Amen. 
I'm walking in miracles. I live for a life of favor because I know who I am. Amen. Yes. This has been the Humble Pie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I have been Mush. And I've been Teresa. Keep in touch and spread the word. And be blessed.